It's time for Lacrosse Classified on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Now, settle down and listen up. It's time for Lax Class. What's up? Lacrosse fans, welcome back to Lax Class. As you are about to listen to episode 158 here on the Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Jake Elliott, Jimmy Dowick back with you for another week, another episode, and well, probably another hour and some change here. As uh, lots to talk about on the program once again. Uh, let's get that out of the way off the top here. Quick sticks coming up in quarter four. Season previews will continue. Another two teams on deck. We were Calgary and Colorado last week. I swear to God, I'm not showing any Western bias here, Steve Dietrich. But jump back to the other end of the alphabet, San Diego and Saskatchewan. Another two Western teams, if you see where I'm going there. Up this week, as we will get the head coach, general manager of the Seals, Patrick Merrill. Will join us here coming up in quarter number two. And then in quarter number three, it is now just the general manager. And that's a pretty cool gig. So I don't want to say just the general manager, but the GM of the Saskatchewan Rush, Jammer Derek Keenan, is on the podcast in quarter number three. So the Mad Dog and Jammer sounds like a television show waiting to happen. Uh, quarter two, quarter three, here in quarter one, we got the Stampede Stallion of the Week, of course. That is my selection. And lots of other things to talk about this week. Here is uh, Jamie. How are you? Happy Monday to you. What do we got tonight? Uh, Rams, Odell Beckham, and uh, Von Miller in the Rams lineup tonight. Uh, who are you liking on Monday Night Football? How's it going? I like I'm good, buddy. How are you? I'm, I'm all right. Um, yeah, I like the Rams tonight. I mean, I think they're. I think they're good. Uh, I think. I don't know if Von Miller's playing, but I know I've heard Beckham's playing tonight, and I expect them to bounce back tonight. I don't think that. I think they lost their last game actually, so uh, I'm expecting them to win tonight. Uh, yeah, Woods is out, so Beckham's got to go in there. How did fantasy go? Fantasy was okay. Okay, just um, okay. Two and well, one again. I got, a, I got another, another victory. It was a weird weekend in fantasy. Really low scoring. Got did you have Sawyer this my... week, the defending champ? Wasn't that this week? Yeah, I, I, I do. And so my, my big league, I, I got another kind of questionable win if there's such a thing. So I'm 9-1 and one and rolling there. Uh, I'm up on Sawyer pretty good, 30-something points, but he's got – Three guys going tonight, oh, so saved it, saved it for tonight. It's, it's going to go down the wire with him, so we'll see what happens. And uh, lost to my son by a point. Ouch! Yeah, Darren Waller let me down last night. That's what you get for putting a Raider on your team. Yep. So uh, you know, it is what it is. All right. Well, I'm in. I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm shifting to lacrosse mode now. Yeah. Let's uh, let's talk a little lacrosse. How? Well, maybe not quite yet. Uh, what about the rest of the okay. week? Did you any? I know you said your uh, last round was your last round. Did you? Yeah. No, that's it. Golf's done. It was. Uh, well, it was wife's birthday last week, so you know we we Friday night was actually a nice little birthday dinner we went out for, and then Saturday was you know lacrosse got ready for our game Saturday night. Oh yeah. Um, so what Saskatchewan this weekend, right? 
last last weekend yeah we played saskatchewan oh, last weekend, and uh yeah. yeah we got colorado this weekend coming up but it was good it was great to get out there and play someone else and how the game um <laughs> well the game was good i mean we 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 played a pretty normal lineup in the first half and substituted a bunch of guys in in the second half and didn't play Rosie looking looking at our other two goalies. So I mean that was our first exhibition game and kind of our normal script for those games. Made some roster moves today and got two more games coming up here and you'll pretty well see our roster our roster's pretty well down. You want to break, Maybe one you, more. You want to break it down here? Who'd you what were the roster moves? Can you tell me? Well, I mean it was it was a couple later draft picks from last year and then a couple guys from this year. Um, you know. All guys came into camp and performed well. Uh, the reality is there's only so many spots available, and, and there was a lot of guys this year. So um, on the offensive end, it was Scotty Delzato and Logan Holmes. And uh, and then on the defensive end, there was uh, – sorry, I'm thinking here – Curtis Hall, uh, Wayne Bar uh, Wyatt Barfoot, and – there was one more back there, uh, Devin Dunkerley. And, you know, like I said, some of those guys, uh, you know, they all performed well in camp. It's just you got to get down to a number. We want to uh, start playing our guys and getting into things here as we're only getting a couple weeks away. So, um, like I said, I think we only have maybe one or two more roster moves to make before uh, we're down to our, our team. Well, it's a good problem to have, uh, man. Coachy was the other. Coachy was the other. Oh, sign Coachy, cut Coachy. Hashtag cut Coachy. Is that? Is, is Listen, that, is Coach that, Coach wasn't, <laughs> just you know, realistically going to make know, our I team know. coming in here. But, you know, it was, uh, it, it was good. He was still around. He still spent. Yeah, he's probably Eight got hours rock, here today. rock swag now, and and uh, he's feeling good about the experience, I'm sure. So I wouldn't feel too bad about that one. Is again, man, like I don't know what is going on here with my recording software, but like when you talk, it's at one level, but then it adjusts automatically to whatever level I'm talking at. So then I have to manually see it. Just did it right there. I have to. <laughs> I don't know how to fix this. It manually adjusts the volume when, when I'm speaking. Maybe I should just let it go. I don't know. Uh, anyways, I got out to Vancouver or to Langley uh, this weekend. A bunch of teams in town, Colorado, San Diego, Calgary, and, of course, Vancouver. Both uh, All teams, I think, playing a couple of exhibition games. Over the weekend, Vancouver going one and one. They beat Colorado. They lost to Calgary. And I think it was kind of that way for for all teams. Like, I think one game they kind of dressed a stronger lineup, and the other game they took a look at some guys, and and it just so happened to work out that everything kind of balanced out. So I think everybody went one and one on the weekend. Uh, But it was kind of good to see some guys I haven't seen in a long time and and good to, like you said, watch, watch the team play another team. And... By all indications here, man, we even had a scrap. I think uh, Colorado and San Diego, a couple guys getting after it uh, in training camp, which is always nice to see. So I think uh, looking at things here, well, we didn't see Saskatchewan in town, but the West is going to be an absolute battle, man. Absolute battle, tooth and nail. A lot of good players are going to be out of work as well. So uh, things continue. Yeah, well, that Saskatchewan team's going to be good. I can tell you that much. Wow. Well, um, yeah. I uh, saw them play us, obviously, and then I saw them play uh, Buffalo on Sunday morning. So they kind of split up their veterans. 
and had all their young kids uh, go both games. But they, they, they got some players. They got some, they're they're, they're going to be real good. Yeah, no question. They'll be near the top of things when it's all said and done. If things uh, go the way, you never know. But uh, I, I like their chances. Let's just say that. We'll talk to Derek Keenan about it all coming up here. We're recording on, on Monday, Jamie, and I'm looking out my front window right now, and the trees are, are swaying to and fro. I don't know if you've been keeping tabs on what's been going on here in British Columbia over the last couple of days, but we have, like, it rains a lot here in B.C., for the most, like, generally speaking, but it has come down for the last three or four days here at record levels. Like, highways and stuff are starting to float due to flooding and people are losing their homes and all sorts of crazy shit is going on here. But finally it looks like the dawn is kind of broke here as I can see some blue sky out of my window, a very welcome sight. It is, I've, I've been kind of hunkered down, but like I have never seen rain like this in my life. And I've lived in Vancouver my entire life as well. Yeah. My, uh, Chris Evans, who used did some video for right, us yeah. a couple talented years ago guy, there. Talented yeah, guy, I saw Chris him Evans, tweeting yeah. about uh, something underwater, a beach he went to, like an area. And yeah, I didn't realize that was going on there. I guess I got to pay a little more attention, but th- that's some scary stuff. Man, I did a football game, the Rams in the Cullen Cup, uh, playing the Okanagan Sun. Rams win again, their third straight Cullen Cup here, Jamie. They're, they're taking on... Their arch nemesis, the Saskatoon Hilltops, next week in the in the uh, national semifinal. So I'm looking forward to calling that one kind of a, a rematch of sorts. These two teams have met a bunch of times, and the Hilltops always seem to come out on top. But I'm thinking this year might be the year for the Rams to get over the hump here on their home. Anyways, this game was like in torrential down rain pour. I don't know how many punts were in this game. I should have been keeping. Both teams got two safeties and. A few, like one team got a field goal. Seven four was the final in this football game, but it was still super entertaining because it was just one of those wacky ones where just anything you could imagine happening in a football game went down. Like you know, block punts, crazy fumbles, interception. It was all going down, but Langley uh, got it done seven four. So I was pretty excited. About that, uh, what else in my? I went to the I went to a Canucks game last week for the first time in I don't know how long, Jimmy. It had to be close to a decade since probably I went to to watch a Canucks game. Wow! Yeah, I and and I quite enjoyed it. Uh, took on the Anaheim Ducks, went to overtime. They ended up losing, but uh, good entertainment. And man, the staff. Are you a Canucks guy? Oh yeah, born and raised, man. Born and so, raised. So well, why haven't you been there ten years? Just haven't had a friend invite me, or I've always like I yeah. mean I'm always working during the Canucks game. Like I, you know, I'm. Well, I'll tell you what, you're out next time. You're out here in Toronto. If the Leafs are playing, I'll take you down to a Leaf game. Sounds good. Hopefully they're playing the Canucks. Uh, so, anyways, I, I just going back like the production staff there at Rogers Arena, like the kind of the the whole thing surrounding the hockey game. They keep you entertained there, and, and I just kind of look forward to getting in that environment with the Warriors if it's the, the same people pushing the buttons and stuff because they are really good at their job. And I don't know, man, like with 4K TV and surround sound and 60-inch monitors and all the rest of it, like I kind of enjoy the home experience watching sports 
getting you know getting a being able to pause the game. We got to get up and go to the bathroom, make something to eat, or what? Like skipping through commercials. So I don't know. Like I I I do enjoy live sports. Don't get me wrong, but I do kind of enjoy the theater of of home sports as well. Let's change the topic. We're in the live sports business, buddy. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Maybe I'll but clip that like, part you, like you said, like you said, uh, down at the Canucks game. I mean, you know, you you can't replicate that, you know, in arena entertainment no. and excitement. Because you don't so, get that. You don't get that when you're not at the game, right? Right? Like you don't get so, all the extra and seeing the entire surface and the stuff behind the play and what the cameras aren't picking up. Like you get all of that. So there's. There is a lot of benefits to, to being in person at the game, no question about it. But on the on the flip side here, Jamie, let's not forget, this is why getting TSN and ESPN on board with the National Lacrosse League is so huge because there are a lot of people yep. that are at home watching their television yep. live sports. No, absolutely. And if you're not able to make it, you know, those, those things you've talked about, it is a great great to be able to watch sports like that at home at your convenience and whatever. So, Hey, listen, just watch it one way or another. And we're happy about that. I'm still a little lathered up here, Jamie. I told you about my echelon bike uh, purchase here. I've, I've decided to tackle the tour to France or the tour to echelon, if you will, which is obviously a, a much smaller scale than what the professionals are are doing on a daily basis. But it's 21 stages. I think there's two days off in those 21 days. And, you know, one day is it's kind of like a sprint. The next day you're up through the Alps. And, the, and then there's like an endurance. So today was stage four. And, the, and then I threw the headset on pretty much out, out of the shower here. So I'm still kind of dripping from that. Uh, but I'm looking forward to this. I got stage four in. And I'm just going to keep trucking along here on, on the echelon. But speaking of that, I forgot to hop on the scale. I should probably pause the podcast and, and go weigh in. What do you think? I was going to ask you uh, how you were doing on that. I was waiting to see if you were going to bring that up. I thought maybe okay. it wasn't a good week, but you didn't well, do it yet. It's, I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit pause here, and then I'm, I'm going to go weigh in, and then I'm going to come back. So hang on. All right. I'm back. Uh, just stepping off the scale here, Jamie, and... I think <laughs> I think I'm I'm picking a bad time to weigh myself each week because I I go about as clean as I possibly can through the week and then I get to the weekend and I kind of relax myself off so now that it's Monday I'm feeling or seeing the effects of kind of the slackness of the last couple of days instead of I think a true indication of where I'm, I'm truly at, if you know what I'm saying, because I did weigh myself midweek and I was down about three pounds, but I just weighed myself right now and I'm actually up 0. 0.8. <laughs> All right, well maybe start weighing yourself on Fridays. Now. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think I, I think the result's going to be the same, isn't it? Uh, like, probably. Uh, it's. I mean, honestly, my body can change weights. Like it can vary seven, eight pounds at the best of times, depending on how hydrated and how much food I have in my belly and all the rest of it. So, I'm not getting discouraged. It's a process here, Jamie Doc, and and I'm just going to stick with it. And I think with uh, all when it's all said and done. We're gonna we're gonna get to where we need to go. I I believe in you, bud. Okay, thanks for that. Uh, <laughs> Stampede yeah. Tack, stallion time here, Jamie. Mount up. Let's head for the stables. 
Welcome to the Stampede Tack and Western Wear Stables. As it's time for this week's Stampede Stallion of the Week. And I got some new information here, courtesy of Kevin Michael Winkler and the gang there at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. So stay, stay tuned for this here, Jamie. Striking out already in your Christmas shopping? Those easy-to-find items already sold out or not available into the new year, maybe? Or do you have that someone who is kind of hard to shop for? Well, no worries. Stampede Tack and Western Wear has you covered. Why not try a gift certificate for that special someone? They can come into the store, shop around, maybe for a new pair of boots themselves. Gift certificates available in many denominations. i got to talk to you about using big words like denominations. I got through it. Online or shop, stop by the store. You know where it is. Out there in Cloverdale since 1966, corner of Highway 10 and 180th. Or you can shop online. It's still shopping local at stampede.ca. Give certificates. I mean, that is really a staple in, in the Elliott household here, Jamie. I I don't mess around. Like, give me gift certificates. And I love just going to Safeway and just, like, pulling off visas and Xbox and what. Gift certificates for everybody. Then they get what they want. Definitely nothing wrong with a gift certificate. I agree. I back in like 20 years ago, a little weird. Nowadays, I say it's a pretty normal thing and a good gift to give. Someone gets what they want and everyone's happy. That's the gift that keeps on giving. So stampede.ca gift certificates available there at Stampede Tack and Western Wear. All right, Jamie, let me pull up my internet here as it's my selection for the Stampede Stallion of the Week. Are you ready? Let's go. So this one, he's a stallion, no question about it. Did not quite reach the threshold that I kind of like to set the bar for having 100 games played in the NLL. 98 games played in the NLL. Just keep That's not a clue, but just keep that on the back burner for yourself. All right? Let's go. This Scarborough... Ontario native flu drafted 48th overall in 2005 by the Minnesota Swarm. Scarborough. I know one guy from Scarborough and it's not, I know it's not John Williams. So it's the real, uh, the real bird. We're talking Minnesota Swarm 2005. Boy, boy, boy. Uh, I don't even have a guess. Okay. Other NLL teams that this man played for. Colorado, Edmonton, Rochester, and the Stealth. Was it Sean Pollock? No. Good guess, though. Put that one down on the list for... I think Pauly might actually have already been a stallion. I'll have to double back on that. Good guess, though. Uh, speaking of that, this man also played for the Senior A Shamrocks. Hmm. I'm struggling here. Lefty forward. Lefty forward. Shamrocks, Swarm, Stealth. Also winning Minto Cups as a assistant coach with six nations. That uh, is this is Dean. This is Dean Hill. It's Deaner Dean Hill 
is this week's Stampede Stallion of the Week. And and like I said, just shy of 100 games in the National Lacrosse League, but not really what it's about. When it comes to Dean Hill and his impact on, on the game of lacrosse and in the National Lacrosse League, uh, just the softest of hands and the picks and all the rest of it that Dean Hill brought to an offense, going into those corners and digging out loose balls. This guy who sadly passed away, and I and I effed up here, Jamie. I said his birthday was September 5th. That is, of course, the day that we found out that Dean Hill passed away, sadly. And I don't know, man. If anybody epitomizes a stampede stallion to me, it's this guy right here, Dean Hill. Yeah, I got to know Dean a little bit, like not very well, but every time I bumped into him, we chatted, and I I, I know a couple people that were pretty close with him and and had a lot of respect for him, and he was just a great guy, and you know, always enjoyed my chats with him, and you know, gone way too soon, obviously, and and he was a talented lacrosse player. He was one of those guys that you know you always used to say oh, if you could get in a little better shape he'd be he'd be really special yeah but i think he was just special the way he played and, and that's probably what made him who he was like sometimes if you get those guys to ch- like that was part he was a big physical presence out there and he played big and but he had soft hands and he could score and i always thought he was an underrated guy that um you know in today's game would probably be a pretty good player with you know, a few more teams. He just kind of fit in wherever he went. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just pl- plug and yeah. play sort of kind of guy, right? So. And very, very well liked by everyone that I have ever spoken to that knew him and a great teammate. Yeah. And, uh, respected you know, very in good his, play. Yeah, respected yeah. in his community and a and, uh, heck of a coach as well. Like I mentioned, uh, he was kind of on his way for, for a pretty good coaching career too, I think. Uh, whether it be through Canadian summer or even uh, higher aspirations, I think he was kind of on his way and, and had a great reputation there as well. So rest in peace to, to my buddy Dean Hill. You were this week's Stampede Stallion of the Week. Welcome to the stable. Let's take a break here after quarter number one, and let's get to quarter number two because we got Pat Merrill, GM, head coach of the San Diego Seals, talking all things San Diego next here on Lax Class. Back after this. Associated Labels and Packaging, a fun family company that offers premium quality labels and packaging with unparalleled service. With 40 years of experience, an extensive product catalog, and an ever-growing fleet of equipment, Associated Labels and Packaging is the perfect fit to take your labels and packaging to the next level. This is Kurt Belowski and you're listening to Lacrosse Classified. Welcome back to Lax Class as we move into the second quarter of action here on EP158. Jake Elliott, Jamie Dowick with you, and with us since day number one. Of course, it's Associated Labels and Packaging, the best in the business when it comes to labels and packages. They focus on ethics, quality, and of course, family-owned down there in Coquitlam with over 40 years of experience. Need a label, need a package, Associated LP, as in labelsandpackages.com, is where you go. Tell them Jumbo sent you. You might get yourself a little discount or something. Who knows? They might charge you more. I don't know. Uh, speaking of ethics and, and quality, our next guest back on the podcast here. How about that for a segue? Pat Merrill, welcome back to Lax Class. How are you? Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah, I'm, I'm well, thanks. How are you guys? 
We're good, man. Always uh, always in a good mood when we're recording the podcast because we're talking lacrosse. It means we're another week closer to National Lacrosse League returning. And uh, I know you were just up in my neck of the woods uh, over the over the weekend with the Seals and, of course, at the Hall of Fame as well. You guys had a full table there. My goodness. Uh, but have you have you managed to – I know the Seals like like the water, but have you, <laughs> have you dried off yet? Uh, that was a lot of rain, man. I- how you guys do it out there, but uh, no, like listen, we set we set records this weekend, Pat. That's not. I know it rains a lot yeah. here, but that that was offside. Sure, you did. That's that. That's the story I heard while I was out there too. But I don't believe it. That that was. <laughs> uh, you know what? It was for the first time in a while. It it, it felt good to come home to snow. I'll put it that way. <laughs> Well, let's uh, let's talk about the weekend. Uh, you know, did you guys go one and one over the weekend? No, we lost both. Okay, lost both. my bad. I didn't. Uh, wasn't quite positive on that. I probably should have asked you first, but I I, w- I wasn't able to get there because I was, of course, at the Hall of Fame and had a had a football game and stuff going on. So I didn't get to see a lot of the scores. But wins, losses, I guess, Pat. Not a, not a huge deal here in exhibition. You're not really looking at the scoreboard as much as you're looking at the players in front of you. What did what did you see? What did you like? What did you maybe not like coming out of the weekend? Yeah, I mean, uh, I think yeah. Even preseason, you you never like to you never like to lose, um, you know. But at the same time, um, we we took some positives from the weekend. Um, you know, we, we felt like our young guys, uh, Trey Leclerc and uh, Mac O'Keefe and and Patrick Shumay, um, their kind of first experience uh, playing against a, a team with a different color jersey on playing a full NLL game. I thought they responded to that well and um, certainly didn't look out of place. And, um, yeah, I, I felt like we uh, we had a pretty good effort on the on the Saturday against Calgary. I let it slip away in the fourth quarter, but I overall pretty pleased with the effort. And um, Sunday morning, not so much. You know, we didn't uh, feel like... Um, 8.30 start? Was that... Was that yeah. Man, that's... I mean, guys aren't used to that. I don't know if you can chalk that up to an excuse or not, but trying to get after it at 8.30 in the morning after playing the day before could not have been easy. Yeah, I mean, it's it, honestly, it, it was like we the game started at ten thirty for us. Like we weren't uh, we weren't ready to play. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, no, 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 no excuses. Um, you know, we got into some penalty trouble early, and uh, you know, Colorado played very well and, and it worked us. So it was it was a good lesson for us in training camp, that's for sure. And we we definitely saw some things that. Uh, that we need to work on going into the last weekend of training camp before, uh, before these wins and losses actually count. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, again, some positives that we can take away from both games, but also some things that, uh, we learned about our group and, uh, and we can improve on going forward. Speaking with Pat Merrill and I'm just kind of scanning the roster here and, and lots of returnees, obviously up front, uh, with Wesley and, and Noble and, and you got Grierzo back, which is a nice, uh, signing for you guys. Casey Jackson, who I think is just going to continue to get better for you. Yeah. Of course the MVP Dane Toby, which is a massive get for you guys, uh, which will surely help. I guess Pat, the, the disappointment of it all is is your young superstar in Austin Stotts picking up a knee injury and not going to be available for you for the foreseeable or, or distant future. That that one stings. I, I guess Doby kind of replaces that, but I guess you're really looking forward to seeing those two together. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, that was uh, really unfortunate news for Austin. You know, you feel for the kid first and foremost. He's uh, he's definitely been through a lot and, um, you know, um, was just as surprised to, to learn that his knee was worse than we all uh, all knew and expected. So, um, yeah, definitely feel for him personally. Uh, that being said, you know, he's, he's still a young guy and I'm sure he's got a long, uh, career and, and, and successful future ahead of him in this league. But, um, yeah, we, we when we signed Dane, we, we were, we were looking forward to, um, you know, seeing him and Austin kind of work together uh, at the same time. Um, you know, we think our, our left side is still pretty strong and, um, you know, it, it was nice to see him and, and Grierzo get some reps together on the weekend in a game and that looked really good to us. Um, you know, we think that obviously, you know, Dane brings a lot on special teams on the power play and, and, and leadership in the room. And, um, you know, so even though losing Austin, uh, hurt, it, you know, obviously you can't find a better, a better person to step in, uh, on that left side than, than Dane Doby. Yeah, going to be scary when, when both those guys are out there together. One other guy I want to talk about on, on offense before we kind of look at transition and, and defense and goaltending, Pat, is Jay Carlson, um, who just, like, catches my eye every time I watched him play in the PLL, especially the way he works on, on the interior and, and finishes in tight and just seemingly catches everything. It's kind of like, it seems like a lot of his skill set will translate to the box game. How did he look this weekend? You know, he didn't play this weekend. Um, um, you know, unfortunately, like he, he recently just got married, Jake. So, okay. um, you know, I, I, I agree. I, I think, uh, you know, Jay is you know, he's, uh, he's got those skills that you see in the PLL that, that we think can transfer over well to the indoor game, especially, but, uh, right now, um, he, he's not able to, he's not available to us, um, uh, to play right now. And, uh, but you know, it's a long season and we're hoping to get him into the mix, uh, at some point down the road. Let's move to the back door here. Uh, what did what'd you see coming out of camp? Uh, I mean, you got uh, your, your stud there in Cam Holding, of course, and, and some other guys in, in Bomberry, Gobrecht. Uh, you, you mentioned Young Shoemate impressed you. Who upgraded Bradley? I mean, that kid's an ox. So it seems like to me a lot of good size and, and speed back there on the defensive end. Yeah, I, I think that was an area that we try to improve uh, kind of over the time off. And, um, you know, one thing that really stood out to us um, compared to um, the last training camp that we had was the fact that that defensive core uh, that we uh, are, you know, um, kind of hit the ground running this time around where, you know, last training camp that we had, a lot of those guys were new and, and they were still kind of figuring it out and, and trying to build chemistry within the, within the unit. And, um, and now kind of fast forward to, to this, this year's, uh, addition of the team, um, you know, they've, they've become pretty tight. Right. And we think we have a good mix of, uh, athleticism and size and, um, you know, uh, Shoemate fits in really well in that regard. You know, he, uh, he can run the floor really well. That was something that we needed to address, um, you know, to get the ball up the floor a little bit quicker. And he certainly can bring that, but he's also, um, He's also a really, really smart kid. He picks things up really quickly, works really well with our defensive coach, Billy Greer. And, um, you know, I think he's going to surprise some people. He's, uh, he's just physically, uh, he's physically advanced. He's, he's, uh, really? he's kind of got it all. He's, 
strong. He can move people around. He's a bit mean. And uh, um, so, yeah, so we're, we're looking forward to, to seeing what he brings, but, but also a uh, building on you know what uh the chemistry that they built a couple of years ago and and seeing that it's still intact and even getting stronger that uh i think is going to hold well for us back there yeah drew belgrave tor reinhold the mainstays back there what about uh this guy is, is brody merrill hey, gonna make the team i was brody, gonna say are brody, you gonna mention brody merrill at brody, some point brody, here like he, you're is, talking about their defense is he gonna make it i don't i don't know tell me yeah yeah, I think he's got a good shot. Um, he, uh, he he he's he's looked really he's looked really good um, in training camp, and uh, obviously I probably wouldn't say otherwise. Uh, you know, it's but I, I would say you know he's well. Tell me, Pat, because like he's one of the guys. Like I I asked Jamie about Dan Dawson and a guy like Brody Merrill. I think of a guy like Jeff Shatler, and you could maybe even start to put guys like Dutch and Doby in that category where. Listen, they're getting into the the back nine of their career. That maybe this time off during the pandemic has helped guys like that more than it's hurt them extend their careers. For sure, I, I, you know, I'm sure I'm sure Jamie saw that a little bit with his guys as well as some of his veteran guys at, at camp. But like, I, I, this is the in the in the three years that Brody's been been here, this is the best camp that he's had so far, and I, I do think that the. The time off certainly did help him, you know, and, uh, you know, Brody since, since junior lacrosse or maybe before that, right. I don't think he, he's had a winter or a, or a summer off, you know, yeah. between and usually playing in multiple leagues. And <laughs> I was going to say, never mind having one off. He's playing double duty and all year round. Like, yeah. 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 Internationally. And then you had to travel to that and all that. So, um, yeah, he seems, he definitely seems, uh, he definitely seems, uh, refreshed, you know, by that time off and, and moving well. And, you know, as, as they get older, I mean, Dan's a great example of this as well. Uh, they get a lot smarter with how they train and how they take care of their bodies and, and, and even how they adapt in terms of their game, you know, um, I think they get wiser as players and, uh, you know, so, uh, Broad's just got a good presence about him. Um, he seems to be having fun. And, um, you know, it was funny too. He, he was playing pretty mean with the, with the young guys and I'm sure, not sure how they, they took that, but it, it was definitely good for us to see. He doesn't care how for, they take uh, it, Pat. Like, yeah. I, you know, if they take <laughs> oh, it the wrong way, that's their problem, not his, right? No, but it, it was nice. It was nice for him to set the tone that way too, yeah. you know, and uh, him still bringing that fire, which, uh, which you like to see. All right, uh, goaltenders, before I let Jamie Dowick jump in here and fire one at you, uh, of course, you got your big fellow there in, in Frankie Shiliano, who's who's going to be the number one guy. I see Moose Winery. I see Brody Harris backing up there. What uh, what do you what are you liking in goal? What do you what do you think the plan is going to be there? And are you happy with your guys? Yeah, we were really happy with our guys uh, this training camp so far. Um, you know, we have uh, you know Frankie. Um, we put a lot of faith and trust into not only on the floor, but in the dressing room as well. He's a big leader for us. And, uh, I think he's in the kind of that sweet spot in his career, uh, where he's ready to take the next step and, and really focused and, and ready to go. And he's, he's looking great. He's, he's, uh, he's in good shape. He's moving really well. Adding, adding whipper, Bob Watson has been really good for him, uh, as our goalie coach and, uh, not taking it goaltending tips from me is probably, probably the biggest of it all but um but but to have whipper with his experience and just the way 
as Jamie knows that the type of person Whipper is, um, you know, they've really hit it off. And uh, I think he's going to help him make some, some really good adjustments to his game uh, through film. Uh, They both like to watch a lot of film, but also uh, just on the mental side of the game. um, He's, he's brought so much already. Whipper has. And uh, sorry, Pat, Bobby or, I was just going to say before I let you get on to the other two, of course you you lose Damood in the expansion draft and probably a a decision to be made there after getting the sample size that that you saw Nick produce when when Frankie went down with injury and and Nick came in and and showed pretty well. But I guess that decision had to be made and and you hitched your wagon to Frank and put the confidence in him. Is that is that my understanding? Like, did you know Damood was going to be snatched up by Panther City, essentially? Uh, you know, we had a good, we had a good, uh, idea that he might be, um, but you know, you never know until the picks are actually made. And, um, it, it, we were, it was, it was hard to lose Nick. Um, you know, and, and he did, he came in and he played really well for us. He's going to, I think he's going to be a great goalie in this league for a while. And, um, he kept us in that season before it eventually got canceled, but, um, you know, but our faith has always been in, in Frankie since day one, um, since we drafted him in the expansion draft, um, you know, he, all, all, a lot of our success in our first year that we had was due to him and the season that he had, and he had, he had a rough start to that second season and got hurt. So, um, we're looking forward to seeing him bounce back and, and, and take, take that role and, and run with it going forward. And, and then, uh, you know, Chris, we were able to grab in the draft, um, you know, from Orangeville, we're pretty familiar with him through shooter and, yeah, and, I watched and him play, watch. uh, watch him play at the survivors cup, uh, back in September there, Pat, and, uh, was, was thoroughly impressed with the O'Riglieri's game is that's, I don't know why I struggle with that one, but I got it out that time. O'Riglieri's game. Uh, good. I mean, Orangeville goaltender can't really go wrong, right? No, and, and I think he's a he's a unique he has a unique style too. Um, you know, he gives he presents shooters with a different type of look than Frankie does. Um, you know, obviously they're both big, tall guys, but uh, he has a bit of a different style. Um, so yeah, he played he played really well. He played the first half of uh, our game on Saturday, and, and and we thought played played really really well. Look, really, he's really confident in there for a young guy and, and a guy that's just, uh, you know, going to get better. Uh, you know, he'll, we think he can step in and give us some minutes if we need him to, but also obviously a, a guy that, that uh, we're pretty excited about in the future. No question about it. Uh, GM, head coach, San Diego Seals, Patrick Merrill. All right, JD, uh, you got something here for, for Pat that you'd like to get off your chest? No, not really, to be honest with you. Pat, uh, how you doing, bud? Good talk to you. Great. Uh, that was good. That was a good kind of uh, synopsis of your team there. I like it. Tell, just tell tell me a little bit more about uh, a guy that we drafted that you guys took from us. Well, actually, I don't think he took from us an expansion draft, but tell me a little bit more about Drew Belgrave and how he's progressed and what you're expecting out of a guy like that. Because he was a guy we you know we liked in his rookie year. and, and uh, kind of out of the loop on him a little bit, but tell me a little bit about him. Yeah. Yeah. We, we like Drew a lot. He's uh, obviously, I think uh, we were get, able to get our hands on him because he's a free agent. He's a Western kid and uh, you know, it would have been tar hard for him to, for him to play uh, in the East at that time. But uh, you know, who is uh, a really intense competitor, um, pretty happy go lucky guy off the floor, which we appreciate. 
you know, um, you know, we're pretty intense and, and stuff. And I think he balances out our, our locker room really well with his leadership style. Like he's, he's positive. He's rarely not got a smile on his face. Um, but when the whistle blows, um, he's, he's extremely, uh, extremely, uh, aggressive and, and, you know, obviously his natural attributes, his feet, uh, the way he moves, he's actually really strong too. And, um, deceivingly strong. Um, so he's, he's definitely stepped into, uh, into a role within our defense. That's, uh, that we're going to put a lot of, of faith and trust into, uh, he plays on our ball team. He plays on our first short man and stuff like that too. So, uh, we're really excited about Drew. Uh, Pat, I'm going to let you ask Jamie something, but before I do, uh, can you tell one me? More. I got one okay, more. Okay. First. Calm down. Calm down. Go well, ahead. I just, I want to ask him one more. Okay, I asked him a serious ahead. question because I wanted to hear about Drew. But then the kind of follow-up question is, uh, have you still quit golf or are you golfing again? Now that you're back <laughs> You cannot be down in San Diego, Diego with Steve Govett and not golf, Pat. Like, you can't do that. The good man golfs every no. day. Be a running joke here. No, I think... I think uh, just based on a few of my recent performances, Jumbo, which seems to be going around the lacrosse world pretty fast. Oh. Um, <laughs> okay, okay. I'm wondering or questioning whether I should hang them up or not. So, um, and I'll be honest, if I have to hear it any longer, I, I just might wow. uh, choose a, a different pastime. But I, but I enjoy it too much. I don't take it. I don't take it so seriously anymore, Jamie. I try not to. Um, I could mainly cause I don't want to buy any more new clubs. Um, <laughs> oh, but, it went that far. Did you, what did you do? Toss them in a lake? This is a kind of loaded uh, question here, okay, you know? Okay. I'll just, let's move along. Tell me Thanks. anything special. Like I, I, you're probably not allowed to tell me anything, Pat. But I'm going to ask anyways. Like, are you are you playing like on an aircraft carrier or like a runway or some kind of crazy outdoor? Can you, can you allude to anything special the San Diego Seals might be trying to pull off this season? No, I think I think we're um, you know, and again, even if I did know Jumbo, I I, I wouldn't be able to tell you as you know. But but I think this year we're. Or we're just looking forward to playing in Pajanga Arena in front of our fans, you know, and and uh, it's it's been too long and, and uh, we can't wait for December 3rd. And I think, you know, we're going to focus on on building our organization, our fan base back up uh, up, up in, in the building and, and, and then taking it from there and uh, and putting on a good show in front of our fans in that arena. So uh, we're, we're pretty we're pretty excited just to just to play in that barn again. So. I think that's our immediate focus, but, um, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Thanks. Anything, uh, any, no, okay. Anything for Jamie before we let you go? Like Pat, just to give you an idea, Pat mm-hmm. Coyle asked him for, for Broncos tickets last week. Did he really? He did. Not going to lie to you. He just came right out and said, how about some Broncos tickets, Jamie? You know, it's funny. I looked at the schedule a little bit and, uh, you know, he might be in luck for a weekend. Okay. So anything goes here, just fire away. Wow. Okay. What's what's your favorite new spot in the hammer? Have you have you got a new favorite spot for lunch yet in the hammer? You know what? I don't yet. I haven't really had a chance to uh, get down there and kind of explore those places yet. We're actually practicing there tomorrow night for the first time. 
Um, was hoping our locker room would be done, but but it's not. It's sounding like we might be delayed a day or so, so that could be a bit of a drag. But I haven't got down there and checked it out too much yet. I'm looking forward to it, though. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, you know, we get to host you guys there this year, so that it'll be. Yeah. You know, we hope hopefully found our groove with the, all the new nuances of playing in a new building. But I I, I think it's going to be good for us. I'm going to miss Toronto and the big city and, and all that. But I think this is the right place for us. And, and I'm, I'm excited about it and, you know, look forward to the new hotel and the new dinner spots. And all the right. New well, stay tuned, and- stay tuned uh, to lax class pad. And, and I'll have Jamie send out a review once he kind of establishes himself into the culture of the hammer. Sounds good. Sounds good. I actually uh, worked out there in that territory. So if you need any tips, oh, well, and, and actually you're, business back in the day all right man so, well i appreciate so I know good stuff good stuff sorry to cut you off again here i think we got a bit of a sketchy connection so every time i think you're stopped talking i try and jump in and, and i feel like i'm cutting you off so my apologies on that my friend uh it was great to see you over the weekend at the hall of fame best of luck with uh the san diego seals and of course uh keep up the good work at the hill and i'm sure we'll cross paths sooner than later again appreciate your time Thanks, boys. Always a pleasure. Thanks. Good luck, Jamie. Good luck, Patty. Yeah, you as well, bud. Thanks, man. There you go. Head coach. See you later, Pat Merrill. Head coach, general manager of the San Diego Seals, Pat Merrill. And, of course, that conversation right there, season previews, brought to you by Stampede Tack and Western Wear, where many things are already hard to find for Christmas, but one item that Stampede Tack and Western Wear has plenty to offer right now is the great selection of boots from brands such as Ariat, Boulay, Canada West, and of course, Blundstones. It wore the Blundstones to the hockey game, Jamie. It's like walking on pillows. It doesn't matter if you're looking for cowboy boots, motorcycle boots, or even work boots. Stampede Tack and Western Wear has plenty of styles and options for you. Boots for men. Boots for ladies, boots for kids as well. Stampede Tack and Western Wear, stampede.ca, where shopping online is still shopping local. Halftime on Lax Glass. On the other side, General Manager of the Saskatchewan Rush, Derek Keenan. Stick around. Hey, this is Brendan Bomberry from the Georgia Swarm and Iroquois Nationals. You're listening to Lacrosse Classified on Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network, your go-to source for all things NLL and box lacrosse. Welcome back to Lacrosse Classified as we're into the second half of action here on episode 158. And now back on the podcast, uh, normally I would say it's the general manager and the head coach of the Saskatchewan Rush, but that is no longer true as it's just the general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush. Derek Keenan back on the podcast. Jammer, thanks for spending a little time on Lax Class with us. How are you doing? I'm well. Thanks for having me on, Jake and, J- and uh, Jamie. Um, I'm doing well. Doing well. Good. Thank you. Uh, sounds like the Saskatchewan Rush are doing pretty well as well. Jamie said, uh, guess what? Saskatchewan's looking pretty good this year. I know you and The Rock got after a little bit on the weekend. What'd you see out of your guys? Um, you know what? I, I've been impressed, I think, with, like, I know both teams that night in terms of the uh, the fundamentals have been really good you know, considering the layoff. I mean, a lot of guys have played a bit of lacrosse, but not at that pace and um, not at that caliber. So I think 
that's the first thing that kind of jumps out at me is the quality that I've seen at training camp and in the preseason games over the weekend has been pretty good. So, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a good weekend. And I think the guys have really taken care of business with fitness and getting themselves prepared. And um, so far, it's been it's been pretty good. Good to hear. Um, I started at the front gate and worked my way back with Pat Merrill. So maybe we'll do the opposite with you here, Derek, and, and start with your goaltenders and a big change in Rushland. There is no more making work. Kevin Kirk, who's now a member of the Rochester Nighthawks. But I think you and Bubs and company kind of knew this was coming as Evan was becoming a police officer in Ontario and a new young family. And the, the travel was just getting to be a little much for Evan right now at this point of his life. So I think that you guys kind of knew that this was coming. And I think maybe beneficially with Evan getting hurt there a couple of years ago and you guys getting a real good sample size of what Adam shoot was capable of kind of getting thrust in there. You're pretty comfortable with the fact that Adam could step into that number one position. Yeah, we really are. I mean, that's the thing. And, and you're right. It was a bit of a blessing in disguise when Kirky got hurt there a couple of years ago. And I, I think Shooter started five games, maybe. It was four and one, had really good numbers. And um, I think a really important factor, too, is our, our D group really like him. They have confidence in him. Um, our leadership group have confidence in him. And that was a factor as well. And, you know, you, you, it's always a bit of a gamble because he doesn't, if you look at minutes played, he hasn't played a lot. But, you know, first of all, teams aren't giving up number one goaltenders, you know, even for a hefty price. Yeah. So, so, you know, we really like, uh, we like shooter. Uh, he's a, he's a great guy. And like I said, the guys have confidence in him. I think that's, that's more than half the battle. So, um, and so far at camp, he's been good. You know, it was pretty funny. Our first day at camp last week, though, the Friday night in Saskatoon, all three of the goalies were <laughs> pretty shaky. I'm like, oh, boy. But, hey, they're, they're, I think of all of them, they would probably be affected most by a layoff um, playing against that caliber of shooter. And, and by Saturday, really, by Saturday afternoon, they were all pretty good. So I felt a lot better about it then. Well, that's good. And and just to kind of touch on on the goaltending still here, Cam Dunkerley backing up, and, and God forbid something happens to Adam Shoot, but then you're looking at a kid that is about as raw as he gets being being thrown mm-hmm. into the fire. Is there concern there? Are you looking for maybe a more experienced backup guy and, and let Dunks kind of develop for another year, or are you okay or confident if he needs to see some time this season? Um, we A bit of both. We, we, we may look like it. We'll see. Um, again, not going to pay a hefty price, but we'll see. But, you know, Dunks is kind of a, it's, he's a funny guy. Like he's not very big. Um, but he stops the ball. You know, like he, he finds a way to stop. Exactly. The ball. Yeah. He, he's, he's got a little bit of Evan Kirk in him, actually. Like same kind of size. Mm-hmm. Um, for some reason for a, a smaller guy, he doesn't give up a lot of net. Like I think it's just the way he plays his angles and, and he's got some kind of quirky body potty positioning, but he, he stops the ball and he, he played really well against Buffalo Sunday. We kind of, we didn't, we didn't have our best lineup on the back end Sunday morning. And uh, we had, you know, we, we tried to balance things out as best we could, but then Corbs couldn't play Sunday morning and, and that, and it kind of, and Dilksy wasn't there. So 
we didn't have our best group and he played really well. He got peppered a lot and he played quite well. So yeah, he, I mean, he stops the ball and experience wise, obviously doesn't have a lot. So, um, but uh, yeah, we, we like him and we'll just kind of see what happens down the road here. Speaking with the GM of the rush, Derek Keenan. All right, let's, let's talk about this defense, which like I'll walk out on a pretty thick limb here, Derek and say it's the best in the league. Kyle Rubish, Mike Messenger, Jeff Cornwall, Chris Corbeil, Ryan Dilks. Uh, I don't want to leave anybody out here, but they're all essentially, oh yeah, Matt Beers. Uh, that guy's pretty good too. Mm-hmm. Like just studs uh, up and down your roster here, Derek. You lose the tractor in, in Matty Hasek and, and JT and your face-off guy. So you got to find a way to kind of replace those guys, but you got to mm-hmm. be pretty comfortable and, and satisfied and happy with with the back end there yeah i am i mean i think my friend there on, on the line as well mr d might have a little bit something to say about who has the best defense because his is his is pretty darn good too so um but yeah we we really like a group and and we managed to keep the core part of it that we wanted to keep together um wasn't easy to do but we we managed to um and you know, Mess is stepping up in, in a bigger role. He's going to take the majority of the face-offs now. He did a, a pretty good job in the weekend. Um, and then, you know, from there, you got a couple younger guys. Connor McClellan, I think, has huge upside. He's played really well at camp. Uh, Holden Garland, he's he's another guy that's going to fit right in with that group. Like, he's just – he's a real good athlete. Yeah, he's the he's, next one to come along, right? Yeah, yeah, he's matured a lot, and he's gotten stronger and bigger and faster from – two years ago and uh and like mcclellan really like and, and the guy that's impressed big time is bobby kid you know he's he's an athlete yeah he's an he's a he's a you know he's he's much like uh you know uh jamie's guy latrell harris yeah. like really fast and strong and the effortless runner you know and yeah. and, uh, and and you know a big learning curve for him though with, with system wise but so far he's been good i mean the biggest thing with him is I don't think he's really had a lot of instruction over his career mm-hmm. and he hasn't really played any type of similar system that we play. So we, we want him to be aggressive and use his athleticism and use his abilities. And, and I could see that already turning by Sunday morning in the Buffalo scrimmage where he was kind of being more aggressive and more confident uh, on defense and with the ball. So we really like him, you know, Tristan. First name out of my coach's mouth after that game, Derek. Yeah, yeah, thanks. First buddy. name Maddie mentioned to me was Bobby Kidd. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. Derek likes him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah Bobby Kidd, yeah. the third. BK3, uh, he's he's going to be a good one for sure. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, moving up front here, Derek, uh, Mailman, of course, the staple there on offense. You do lose Marty Dinsdale. And, of course, uh, Ben McIntosh, now a member of the Wings. You get Courier mm-hmm. back the other way in that. And, of course, you got your boy there and, and shots back for another year. Marshall Paulus kind of waiting in the wings on, on that mm-hmm. left side. For me, the the real intriguing spot for, for your roster here is, is righty offense. And I'm looking. I see mm-hmm. Murphy. I see uh, Danny Lintner. I see Mike Mallory. A lot of competition for, for maybe one spot there on, on the righty-o side. Uh, how did yeah. that shake down on the weekend? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, uh, um, well, unfortunately, Lindner got hurt early yesterday. Mm. He's going to be fine, but 
you know, he got hurt early in the game against. Not Buffalo, like you so. don't know what he brings to the table, though. Yeah, Derek, I mean, right? I, I have a pretty good idea. He, we just really think he fits our system. He he's a low maintenance guy; doesn't require to carry the ball a lot. He's he's open all the time off ball, and that kind of fits what we like to do. And um, um, Mallory, you know, we we you know, we've obviously. I mean, it's been a big it's it's a big turnover for our right side. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's only one guy remaining there. Although I shouldn't say that because Murphy played some games uh, in last time he played in 2020. So yeah. I think he played three or four but games. Played the, quite well. It's been the, the lone kind yeah. of mainstay there. Right? Yeah. So, you know, when, and Benny's gone. So, you know, there, there's a bit of turnover there. And, and Mallory just brings a bit of a different element because he's a bigger body. The other guys are all kind of the same size. He's a bigger body. He can play both ends of the floor. He's really good in transition back to defense. So um, we've got, you know, we've got some decisions there to make, but we do like his size. We like his physicality. Um, he's he's in a big learning curve situation too, system wise. So uh, it'll take a bit of time, but we like him. And Marshall Palace, by the way, has been yeah. I, I have yet to so see. Far. I have yet to see him, but you he's, yeah. He's been pretty special so far. He's he's going to be a really good player. He's got. Very good instincts, very good vision, obviously outstanding skills. And has had a year um, off to get bigger and stronger too, right, Derek? Like to kind of just yeah, focus on the body he, a little bit. Yeah, he's he's you know what, he's a tall, kind of lean kid and uh um but he's he's strong though. Like he's he certainly doesn't get knocked around and um he's not afraid of the middle of the floor and, and he's got tremendous skills on the inside too. So we like him a lot. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough to keep him out of the lineup, to be honest. Like we've had we've had this discussion from well, kind of day one day one of camp. That's like, been going uh, on for a while. How many you go four yeah, like lefts you, or four rights, right? Like, yeah, I know. And it's like, well, how do you keep him out of the lineup? Well, you know, you don't. <laughs> so yeah. so we'll figure it, we'll figure it out though. And it, it's a good problem to have. And um, you know, I like I like the elements on the right side. Obviously, Roberts uh he's he's a star in the league and 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 josh Curry brings a different element he's real greasy around the crease and can create his own shot too right like he's create his own shot shoots it really well from the outside and you know gets got that great first step underneath and uh you know another guy that you know on the interior catches it really well inside around the crease and can finish so he suits what we're doing and uh we like what we see up there but you know offense always takes a little bit more time to to gel, especially with, with some new guys in there, but um, we have good leadership up there too, with the guys that have been in it for a while and uh, it'll take a bit of time, but it'll come along. GM of the Saskatchewan rush, Derek Kena. And I want to talk about the coaching partly because you're no longer going to be doing it, which is probably got to be a bit of an adjustment for you. Mind you, I did still see you out on the floor there at training camp, sniping shots uh, on the goalie. For about at the five end, minutes. Yeah, yeah, at the end of practice. But, I mean, what's that going to be like for you to not be pushing buttons and tapping guys and calling plays and timeouts and all that sort of uh, stuff yeah. on the bench? Uh, uh, so far, I've absolutely loved the transition. It's been no problem. I, I was ready for it. You know, I watched two games on the weekend without any problem, without any kind of itch to be down there or on the bench or, you know, doing that type of thing. I, it's, it's been an easy transition because again, I'll, I'll reiterate, I, I was ready for that transition. And secondly, I have a hundred percent confidence in the guys I have on the bench. Yeah. Um, you know, I, they're just a great, great coaching staff and uh, knowledgeable, really diligent, work hard. Uh, Jimmy brings a real energy, you know, to it. And, 
you know, Jeff's just a creative guy and, and Jer's just a hardworking guy and a really good communicator. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a good, good bunch of guys and I have hundred percent confidence in them. So it's been a real smooth and easy transition. So I'll, cir- I'll circle back at playoff time on that, Derek. And see yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jamie yeah. Dowick, uh, you got something here for Jammer you'd like to ask him about himself or the Saskatchewan rush? No, I honestly, I don't have anything for him. You touched on everything. Uh, you know, I, I, I know, you know, well, we, 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 uh, talk, we talk a lot, eh, Mr. D. So yeah, we like do. And, and, and I have the utmost respect for Jammer in this league. And I think he's one of the best and he's built a heck of an organization there. And, you know, um, I just, you, you made the comment earlier about the defense if I'm being compared to his defense, then I'll take that. Like, uh, he's just got a great team there, and he's done an awesome job. And, and we have a great relationship, and we do talk all the time. So it's awesome having them in there here this weekend. And, you know, I hope, uh, you know, I've said this to a few guys, but if we, I, the only way we're going to get to play them this year is in the final. It's too bad we yeah. don't get them in the regular season because it's, it's been a great rivalry. And, uh, yeah. you know, they're they're – they're going to be, they're going to be a force. So you, you first exhibition game the other night and you just, you can see the talent all over the floor. So uh good team there. Good team. And I wish you the best of luck, bud. Thanks buddy. Same to you. Appreciate it. Anything uh, you want to ask Jamie, Derek, I'm allowing, cause he's sitting here listening to me talk to all the coaches and GMs. I'm giving them well, the opportunity to, know, to fire back here. I, I've asked them many times if challenge available, but apparently he's not. So <laughs> I guess we'll move on from that. Okay. Okay. Um, maybe I'll ask you this. I understand uh, why. Yeah, no, he's, uh, he's a weapon, man. I'll ask you this, yeah. uh, Derek. Uh, and I haven't had it. I never got a chance to meet him, but how's, how's it been with no more urbans and, and now new ownership here in the prisoners. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's that relationship been like so far with, with them and the city and all that sort of stuff. Really good. It's been really good, really smooth. They've been very supportive. Um, you know, they just, they trust me to do the lacrosse operation side of thing. The support from the admin side has been really good. You know, they're, they're guys that are involved in, you know, major junior hockey isn't professional sport, but it really is. So they're accustomed to that. And they're obviously very sound business people and they're doing a great job on the business side as well. So it's been a smooth transition. It's been quite good. And even on the weekend, you know, I normally wouldn't have, um, anybody really from our office, uh, on a train camp weekend, we had three people in to kind of check things out, check out Jamie's facility as well, which they loved. And, um, you know, just kind of see what it's like on the road for a training camp. And that was great to have that support. So yeah, it's, it's been really good, really smooth. Awesome, man. Great to hear. I can't wait to see him all packed inside Sastel there. Rush Nation, uh, best in the business when it comes to fan support. And, and I know they're chomping at the bit to watch their rush and, and everybody's looking forward to getting back to Saskatoon. So appreciate your time as always, Derek. Love talking lacrosse with you. Look forward okay. to watching the rush and uh, we'll see you in Vancouver next month. Do that for sure. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Jumbo. And Mr. D, we'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Take care, Jeremy. All right, bye-bye. There he is, general manager. It's hard not to say head coach anymore, Jamie, but general manager of the Saskatchewan Rush, Derek Keenan, and and you said it, man. Like, best, one of the best, if not the best. I say he's the best in the business, man. Like, uh, instant Hall of Famer when it's all said and done, too. Oh, yeah. And just a heck of a guy, man. Like, I could spend hours and hours just talking lacrosse with that guy right there. 
just really smart, man. Great evaluator of, you know, he's, he's got really strong systems and principles. He's a great evaluator of talent. He's a great leader. And uh, yeah, he's, he's built, he built a team. He went through a few rough years there in Edmonton, but he built the team the right way. And, you know, for the last six, seven years, they've been one of the best, if not the best in, in our league. And uh, I think three championships. Decent wow. bounce shot on him. Decent bounce shot. He's got uh, Derek. And listen, uh, listen, like- <laughs> he, the jammer's in good shape. I joked with him hey. this off season hey. that I could use a lefty, you know, he could come play for me. Listen, Derek uh, was really one of the guys that inspired me when I got to Saskatchewan to kind of get on the weight loss train after watching him, you know, after practice, get down to the gym and start working out. I'm thinking to myself, like, if he's doing this, what the hell am I doing sitting there, like doing nothing? So I started to kind of join him. And that's really one of the things that, kind of sparked me up to to get after it a little bit was was him and I think people sometimes get a bit of a misperception of Derek Keenan they see this you know glazed over stoic face of of Jammer who just looks absolutely dead serious all the time or in a pissed off bad mood and that couldn't be nothing further from the truth when you actually sit down and have a conversation with Derek he is so genuine and funny and charismatic and you just don't that I know that doesn't come across when you see him on a bench or in an interview but when you're off the record with him he is he's a, he's a prize to have a chat with yeah like I said I've, I've developed quite quite a good relationship with him I consider him to be a, a friend of mine as well as a colleague and uh Mr. D he calls you know Mr. I, D yeah I, I you know I think it only makes me better you know he teaches, you know, I learn a lot just talking to him and, and, uh, you know, that's not why, why we do it. Um, because we've developed a friendship, but you know, I, I, like I said, uh, you know, the world of respect for him and, and, you know, he's a guy that's been through it as a player, as a coach, as a general manager on all at all levels and been successful. And, uh, you know, I'm happy for him. He seems happy with where he's at there. And, uh, you know, it's good. That's good. Yeah, I want to see how it all rolls out with uh, with Bubs now calling the shots there on the bench and JQ back uh, running the offense. And of course, Jeremy on the defense and Jammer up in the press box. Give me a little different there in Saskatchewan. And uh, I have full confidence that it's going to work out just fine for all of those guys. Uh, great talk. I think there. Bubba, Bubba's uh, an extension of Jammer. Oh, he's I think a genius, very he's an unknown guy genius. to a lot of people, but not to people that know. You know, he's a, he's a, one of those guys that it was just his time, you know, to get it, to get yep. that head coaching title and, totally and he'll be, he'll be fine. No question about it. Uh, Jamie, that was quarter number three, which means we only have one quarter left to do. Quick sticks are coming up in quarter number four. Keep it right here on Lax Class Lacrosse Flash Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mitch Jones of the Vancouver Warriors. You're listening to the Cross Class 5, throwing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to Lax Class. Into the final frame we go. Fourth quarter action is underway. Jake Kelly, Jimmy Dowick with you. And Quick Sticks are up here in quarter number four. And all brought to you by the National Lacrosse League. Of course, you got to get your gear at Fanatics or NLLshop.com. You got to sign up for that newsletter. And don't forget where you're watching the National Lacrosse League this season. Coming up every game on TSN or the TSN app, uh, TSN Game of the Week, 
TSN Direct, TSN.ca, all the time. TSN, that's where you're going to find NLL in Canada and down in the States, of course. ESPN, ESPN Plus, it's all there. Check it out. Go to NLL.com for all the information. As we thank them once again for sponsoring the show here and sponsoring Quick Sticks on Lags Class. And why don't we stick with the National Lacrosse League here, Jamie? This coming out just today, in fact, Coho. Don Koharski is the new man in charge when it comes to officials. Brian Lemon announcing or hiring Don Koharski. I, I think this relationship kind of came together courtesy of, of Ed Camo, who has some history with, with Coho, but uh, Coho's got some lacrosse history himself. Yeah, I mean, this, uh, you know, this has been in the works for, well, it's been going on for a while now. I know it's just being announced now, but a great addition brings a wealth of experience on the officiating side. You know, I, you know, from what I'm hearing around the league that he's already had a great impact on that. And, uh, I think it's exciting. And, and I got to get to know him a little bit over the summer, spent some time with him while he was up here for 10 days and, uh, seems like a great guy. And I, I think Brian did a great job in bringing him on board. Looking forward to it. Uh, yeah, over 2,000 games refereed in the NHL. And, of course, we know there's so much crossover between hockey and, and lacrosse when it comes to rules and the playing surface and all the rest of it. So he's there just to kind of maybe make some tweaks and make some improvements to official position positioning and, and making calls and decisiveness and all sorts of different things. So I'm kind of looking forward. Well, I'm not kind of looking forward. I'm looking forward to seeing how he impacts the National Lacrosse League and its rule book in the future. Yeah, I don't know so much about the rule book. I think so much more about the way the officials handle a game yeah, and yeah. conduct a game and, and professionalism. And, you know, that's what he really brings to the table. And I think that can have a big impact in our game. And, uh, you know, accountability, things like that. So, yeah, no, it's good. Uh, We recorded just prior to Remembrance Day last week, Jamie, and I didn't get a chance to pay my respects or uh, honor the servicemen, women, past, present, and future, for that matter, that protect our freedom or sacrifice their lives and, and family members for for our freedom, and I just wanted to take a minute here on Lax Class to make sure that we do that because I didn't really acknowledge it last week, so I wanted to do it this week. Good okay. point. Uh, what else do I want to talk about here on Quick Sticks? Uh, a minor trade go down in the NLL over the last uh, few days as well. Charlie Kitchen, who I believe was originally drafted to Albany, then plucked away by Panther City. They deal them back to Albany. Uh, as far as trades go, that's about it there. This really caught my attention and a lot of other people's as well. And I have to applaud her. I have to commend her as Selena Lasota leaves Team Canada to join the Haudenosaunee women as a statement in, in solidarity to truth and reconciliation. What what a decision and, and what a... Man, like I... This this is a major impactful statement here by one of the best female players on the planet, leaving one of the best teams on the planet to show her solidarity with the Haudenosaunee women. I this really impressed me. It's something, man. It's uh, it is impressive, and you know, making a statement—that's for sure. 
Last thing I got here on Quick Sticks, not many this week, Jamie, is uh, NLL Media Day. I know for the Eastern teams, this went down just over a week ago at the track and pictures and videos galore coming out of uh, coming out of the, the, the socials there. This looked this looked like big time professional stuff here, man. This this looked really good. Yeah, I mean, it was, well, it was just actually, uh, it was last Wednesday and Thursday, and I think there was over 60 players through the track there in two days, uh, you know, and I kind of saw everything from afar, just in my day-to-day operation, and uh, yeah, the league and uh, the TSN crew, you know, it looks like they did a great job, and I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing you know, the finished product on, on both networks and, and it's exciting. I mean, this is, this is new for first time I've seen something like this in the 12 years I've been involved and it, it's very exciting. So I can't wait to see the finished product. Yeah. Big time stuff. Uh, shout out to Ashley Docking and, and Devin Caney, who I know spent a ton of time interviewing players and a ton of time and, and hours working there. And, and I know uh, my boy, Teddy Jenner did the same here last weekend out in Langley as uh, like I mentioned, a bunch of Western teams were there as well. So, you know, still a few teams to get done, I would think, but, it looks like they're they got things pretty covered off in that regard. So exciting times ahead to to watch the product roll out on on both those networks. Uh, quick quick sticks this week, Jamie. You got anything you want to chime in or add into? Oh, the NL. Actually, I should probably talk about this. I went to the Canadian Lacrosse Hall of Fame on Saturday night to watch two years worth of classes go in. And just let me pull that up here quickly as as I want to make sure I recognize and, and honor all these guys that just went in. So the 2020 class in the builders category of former CLA president, Joey Harris, and of course your and my good friend in Paul day. So congrats to, to coach day there in Philadelphia, Peter Burge uh, uh, goes in as the veteran category, the team St. Catharines athletics, 1990 and 91 team that featured like Steve Toll, Randy Mearns, the Kilgores, some pretty good players on those two teams, back-to-back Minto Cup champions. And box players, Cam Bomberry, who I still maintain has the hardest lacrosse shot I've ever seen. Teddy Dowling, who just gave an absolute gem of a speech and still looks like he could get out there and play, quite frankly. Great guy, Teddy Dowling, great player. Michelle Boyer, who got in in both box and field, local female from these parts, uh, kind of a trendsetter here in British Columbia, so well on, well done on her case. And Jamie Badley, uh, of course, uh, the Peterborough legend, Man Cup, uh, multi-Man Cup champion coach and uh, player and Hall of Famer and all the rest of it, uh, working with Halifax now, Jamie Batley, former coach of the Stealth as well. He went in, and then in 2021, uh, veteran Chuck Lee, the new Westminster Salmon Bellies go in in the team category, a full decade of Salmon Belly teams going into the Hall of Fame from 1980 to 89. Of course, uh, Wayne Goss playing his final senior A game in 81, but that team going to seven-man cups in that 10-year span, I believe winning... I don't want to get this wrong. Winning four, I want to say. Maybe more. But seven in 10 years is ridiculous. Uh, So well done on the entire Sam Belly 
decade of players there. A bunch were there. Uh, builders, Pierre Fillon, who is a, a French guy from Quebec who I really knew nothing about, but big and instrumental in introducing Intercross and, and uh, a big pioneer back in Quebec getting the sport off the ground. And, of course, Steve Govett of Burnaby Cablevision fame. Uh, played a little bit here in, in, in the WLA, of course, with Coquitlam, but a, a good career in the National Lacrosse League with Philadelphia winning some championships. But where Steve has really made his mark has been as – as an executive, you know, starting up Washington, what he's done with the Colorado Mammoth franchise and now working with San Diego and, and getting that franchise to, to where he wants it to go. His work with the Canadian national team and now world lacrosse as well. Steve has done just oodles and oodles of work behind the scenes and in the forefront uh, just and continues to just really push this this sport and this league forward. Yeah, very well deserved. Steve, Steve's done a ton, and uh, you know he's uh, you know he's all about growing the game and whatever he could do. And and like you said, he has he really has excelled as a, as an executive in this league and been around for a long time. But it's a well deserving honor. Pretty cool to be around lacrosse royalty like that. Like Gary Gates kind of sitting there. You see Wayne Goss and Eric Kaus and all like uh, Cam Bomberry sitting like you just. It's crazy kind of being around that many special players. And and finally, our, our box uh, category players going in. Eric Peroni, Whipper Watson going in there, Jamie, uh, for, for his work between the pipes. Of course, Lyle Robinson, who just left us uh, a couple of months ago. Just an absolute stud of a salmon belly and a great person, great leader, great defender. Uh, Lyle Robinson going in. And my good buddy, Derek Miloski, of course, Kurt's younger brother, but what a what a player! First of my age group to go in, and I was so happy to to kind of be there and and watch Derek go into the Hall of Fame. So, congrats to all the 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 two years there of Hall of Fame inductees. It was a great night put on by everybody: David Soul, Matt Black, and the gang there at the Hall of Fame. And uh, always look forward to that rolling around each year. That is going to wrap up Lax Class for another week here. We'll be back with episode number 159 next week. In the meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media at jdowick, at PXP for sports. You can follow the show at Lax Class on Twitter, at Lacrosse Classified on Instagram. We've got an email address at lacrosseclassified at Gmail, a Facebook page as well. And don't forget to subscribe and put down a review wherever you may be listening to this podcast right now final thank you well not the final one but another thank you goes out to our fabulous sponsors of course stampede tech vancouver warriors associated labels and packaging the nll and i'm going to tease it here jamie brand new sponsor starting in december coming on the podcast so look forward to that as well but for now this episode is now over thanks for listening to lacrosse classified for jamie dowick i've been jake elliott and for the fastest game on two feet and for the creator stay safe stay healthy and stay classified 